0: Hello and welcome to the KinaPic Knowledge Bay Podcast. I'm Christian Sigeti, CEO and co-founders here at KinaPic. Every month, we are going to be welcoming guests from lots of different aspects of medicine to talk with us about the best practice and new innovation in the industry. Today, we are welcoming Balaj Nemesh from Samaves University, who is the head of the Department of Interventional Radiology. Hello, Balaj, and welcome.
1: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: Uh, Please tell us briefly about your work. What what kind of cases do you treat during your clinical works?
1: I am an interventional radiologist specialized in vascular interventional radiology. Uh, I do peripheral cases, mostly revascularizations, sometimes uh, embolization for acute bleedings. I work in a close collaboration with the Department of Vascular Surgery, so I'm receiving most of the patients from the vascular surgeons for endovascular treatment.
0: When and where did you first encounter the CO2 angiography? Um, what do you think? Uh, when? What kind of patient
1: should it be used? Actually, from a few colleagues of mine, I heard uh, CO2 as an alternative contrast material for uh, a certain patient group, the problem was always how to work with CO2. Uh, CO2 is of course invisible uh, and uh, if you try to inject CO2 into the vasculature, there is a high chance uh, that it will be contaminated with air and that will uh, uh, cause an air embolism at the distal vessels. So. Co2 is good because we can treat patients who are not good candidates for urinated contrast material angiography or interventions. We had always also problem that uh, how to inject it and uh, we had the chance to see Dr. Manzi in Abano terme several years ago, maybe five years ago, and uh, he is a, a prophet of CO2 angiography. And uh, there was a special company, it was an Italian company, Angiogroid, who produced special injector and all of the stuff what you needed for CO2 angiography. So we decided uh, to start using CO2. Why we need CO2? Because uh, the ionic uh, contrast, urinated contrast material has a uh, risk for uh, renal failure in patient with limited kidney functions. And unfortunately, with the increasing number of diabetic patients, the likelihood of decreased renal function is higher. And actually, the majority of the critical uh, limb ischemic patients are diabetic. And we know that the occurrence of uh, contrast-induced nephropathy significantly increased in patients with uh, uh, with a bad GFR, which is less like thirty. And we had to treat these patients, and uh, there is no way avoid uh, nephropathy if you use iodinated contrast material. CO2 is a good uh, alternative for those patients.
0: You mentioned that the iodine contrast media is uh, very harmful to the kidney. What does the scientific literature say uh, about how common is the kidney damage from iodine contrast media?
1: We have data from the literature, Uh, actually I checked it before. And uh, there is a special patient group when you have to save the patient's life and it doesn't really matter how much contrast you use. And those are the patients with acute coronary syndrome. And uh, the literature said that patients with uh, acute coronary syndrome has uh, contrast induced acute kidney injury in six to 15% in different, uh, different articles. So there is a high chance in normal patient population that the patient can end up uh, with, a, with a with a kidney injury because of the uh, because of the uh, contrast material Unfortunately nowadays the majority of our patients are coming with critical limb ischemia and as I mentioned critical limb ischemia is very uh, common in uh, diabetic patients and in diabetic patients again the renal function is really far from optimal so if we treat critical in kidney patients to save their limb, we can expect a higher contrast induced uh, uh, kidney injury if you use urinated contrast media. So there are certain drugs, there are certain methods to try to decrease uh, the injury, but actually there is no way. Whenever you inject contrast material, uh, the damage is done. So if you can avoid it and you can replace the urinated contrast material with something else, that's beneficial for those patients because you can do a very complicated procedure uh, and you won't harm the kidney of the patient.
0: If I see a lot of uh, different um, published journals, I think so. the penetration of the CO2 angiography is very low. What do you think is why?
1: One factor is how to inject it and how to avoid uh, air contamination. We have the solution for that. Another problem that CO2 as a negative contrast agent works really. It's non allergic non-nephrotoxic. It has low viscosity, so it it can go really uh, through very small side branches. We can use it. Uh, to inject uh, contrast CO2 contrast through a microcatheter, which is quite difficult if you use urinated contrast material. The problem with the CO2 is that uh, it has a smaller density if you compare to uh, urinated contrast agents. So the achievable image quality is lower, and it is a really uh, important limiting factor. Uh, to obtain good quality images, uh, it's very challenging. You have to use a high resolution DSC system, of course, and you have to use image stacking, Uh, so that means that we need and require a higher frame rate, uh, up to 7.5 frames per second, which means increasing uh, radiation exposure, which means a lot of images uh, acquired and a lot of post processing needed just to be able to produce a good quality image. And that's, that's a major limitation, I think, and, uh, and that's why even at the uh, beginning of our practice uh, we were really reluctant to use it because, uh, because we felt that it needed a lot of work after the image acquisition, just to be able to produce a good quality angiography.
0: Can you tell us a case where you use a CO2 angiography?
1: Usually, those are patients uh, when uh, we try to avoid uh, uh, nephrotoxicity. Those are patients with a GFR less than 30. Uh, actually, if you are about thinking just uh, the diagnostic angiography, of course, if you have a patient with a limited kidney function, you cannot do uh, CT, of course, because there is only urinated uh, contrast material available for CT. You can use DSA, but you know in the in the past we used only iodinated contrast material. Actually, there is a special MR sequence when you can avoid uh, giving any kind of contrast material. But if you have to treat those patients, and uh, those are most of the cases uh, critical ischemic patients, which are really at the verge of amputation. So if you have to treat the, those patients, there is a big chance that you will end up. The patient will end up with a. Uh, with a kidney failure. So the question, what should the patient lose, the kidney or the, or the affected limb? So in these cases, of course, we switch to CO2 because you can do the whole procedure or most of the procedure with CO2. Uh, you can use a lot, of, a lot of CO2 contrast during the procedure because the patient will just breathe out. So whenever we will have a difficult uh, revascularization case when we had to do a lot of uh, imaging during those procedures, there is no way to use contrast materials. So those cases are reserved really for CO2 uh, injection and CO2 angiography during the procedure.
0: You tell us an interesting story and um, you mentioned a lot of disadvantage of the CO2 angiography. What do you think? How can... You uh, increase the image quality or, or solve this kind of problem of the poor image quality?
1: Uh, we started to use the CO2 injection for those patients, for those patients with uh, uh, depleted uh, kidney function. Uh, the company who is producing the injector of the used angiodroid recommended to use a high frame rate uh, angiography. Just to acquire enough images just to be able to produce a good quality uh, angiogram. Uh, the problem that if you use that one, one angiographic run goes up to hundred uh, image frame. And uh, of course, if you have more uh, frame rate, that means you will have more radiation for the patients and, and the doctors and, uh, and the personnel in the angiographic unit. Luckily, there was a, a new study at the Semelweiss University. Uh, those started as animal studies uh, using uh, digital variance angiography. Uh, two young guys were really curious what we can do, how we can use, uh, how re- what kind of results we can uh, achieve with digital variance angiography. Uh, we started with animal studies. We tried to decrease the, the radiation dose. we tried tried to decrease the contrast media quantity, and we realized that uh, even with decreased radiation or with decreased contrast media, we were able to achieve good quality images. So the next step was, why not to try digital variance imaging uh, with CO2? And uh, it was really a breakthrough because we were able to uh, acquire good quality images with with that post-processing, and we realized that uh, the high frame rate, which was needed for the for the DSA, uh, we just switched back to the two frame per second from 7.5, and we were able to produce the same quality imaging. And actually, we have a brand new unit with a huge display, which can be divided. And uh, whatever images we uh, produce or post process with the DVA, we were able just to put in front of the doctor to the screen in a a real-time manner, so that really made a big difference in our daily practice. With the increasing experience using CO2 as a contrast material and the tools which make CO2 angiography easy and uh, comfortable, we have a chance to replace urinated contrast material in our daily practice with CO2, because we shouldn't forget urinated contrast material is nephotoxic. So, if we can replace it with something else, it's beneficial even for patients with normal kidney function.
0: Thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. Uh, and a big thank you to Balaj Namesh from Semaves University uh, for sharing your insight and wisdom with us. As always, if anyone has any questions or comments about the things we have discussed in today's podcast, be sure to get in touch with us. Looking forward to catching you all next time when we welcome another inspirational guest to the Kinepic Knowledge Base podcast. Bye. Goodbye.